we'd like to welcome everybody into the Lord's house this evening. And uh, we thank the Lord for letting us be here. And what a blessing it is to see everyone here. Uh, glad to have each person. And if you're watching on the live stream, glad to have you. I got uh, two verses that's on my heart uh, to read tonight to open service. It's in the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Again, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. These verses have been a lot of help to me. And uh, so when I came on my heart, I was happy about that. Uh, Hebrews 12, 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Now pause right there. Now we just finished chapter 11 talking about the, the people of faith, that it moved by faith and moved so powerful. But, but the writer of Hebrews, and maybe it was Paul, I'm not sure, but the writer of Hebrews said, seeing we also are compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, probably includes the people in chapter 11, but not just them. It's the people we live among, and it's the things we've seen that God's done and moved in the Spirit. There's a lot of things that witness to the power and the grace and the mercy of God. So, seeing we are also compassionate about so great a cloud of witnesses, what shall we do? Listen to what it is. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race which is set before us. Now, let us lay aside every weight. There are things that weigh us down that are so heavy and so hard to deal with. And I've had things bother me before, and I think I just can't get rid of that. But the Lord said in the scripture, let us lay aside every weight. And so with God's help, we can. Here's how we do it. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so in the Lord by faith, everything's possible we need to do. Let's stand for just a moment of prayer <clears throat> as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for those verses that uh, just blessed us and touched our heart. God, thank you for the reality and the truth of it and the experience that we have in it. God, thank you for each one that's here tonight, and God, for the day you've given us. God, we just ask you to bless us tonight, help us to have a service of worship, and help us to feel your Holy Spirit move powerfully, and God, help it to reach out and touch people's hearts and help people. God, help it to just help all of us according to our need. God, we ask you these things and praise you in Jesus' name, and amen. You may be seated. We turn service over to Brother Taylor and the choir. Page 248. <laughs>
62. Page 257. 
Well, it's good to be here tonight. I'll ask everybody to stand if you would. Does anybody have a unspoken? Anybody have a spoken prayer request? Steve's mother also. Is that yeah, true? Is that right? Yeah, Steve Gossard's. Yeah. Remember them. Remember Charlie's family. Anybody else? If not, I'll ask Mike to lead some prayer. Well, you find out who your friends are when it's your turn to lead. I've asked two or three fellows, and they run away from me like I had the plague. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Um, kind of my thoughts have been kind of the same way Blaine's was last week. Uh, I know we've talked a little bit, but um, I really rarely have trouble with, I guess if you, you say this man, when you point to yourself, you say this man. From my, my neck down, I can make him do whatever I want. But this little mouth, these little ears, these little eyes, and that little brain is what'll get you in trouble. And that's the problem I have the most problem with. So, does anybody have a song or a testimony? It's kind of weird to say, uh, is that a good funeral? But it was a good funeral. It was. 
Anybody else? As most of you know, I will not hang here very long. So um, if you got something, come and do it. If not, I'm going to turn to my pastor. Sure good to be here tonight. I thank the Lord. And I thank the Lord for the choir singing and for the opening up. I appreciate uh, Brother Elmer. And uh, I've, I've enjoyed being here already. And uh, even a good fellowship and... Uh, when we come in and, you know, people visiting each other in such a loving way, uh, even that's such a blessing. That's, that's worth coming over for. And then go on into church and we thank God for the opportunity to worship. What a joy it is being here tonight. And uh, so we want everybody to pray. Keep praying. And let's uh, all mind the Lord. Uh, who'd feel like singing a song tonight? I know Brother Elmer already asked but I, I feel like asking again and uh, if somebody's got a song on your heart by all means obey the Lord and sing it anybody and a testimony if you got something that God's wanting you to say say it pray for Sister Bill
I certainly love and appreciate that song. Appreciate Sister Bell. Before service started tonight, I stopped and talked to her. And I said, uh, when school start back? I believe she said she's got to go back Sunday. And uh, I'll tell this on myself. I made a face and said, yuck. And, uh, but I had to take that back. It wasn't very nice. And I said, I'll take that back. I said, I, I will miss you, but I'm glad you get to go back to school. And so uh, I appreciate Sister Bell. We need to keep her in her prayers. And our other young people's going back to school. We need to keep them in our prayers as school starts back. And I certainly appreciate uh, you singing that song. Anybody else got something on your heart? Song or testimony? Let's pray for them. Pray, church. thinking today uh, about the church and the lighthouse, you know, uh, as I watch the congregation, a lot of times when I'm sitting up here, especially in a funeral or something, I like to watch people's yeah. Yeah. Uh, face and see how they're enjoying it or whether they're not enjoying it. But I seen one individual sitting back there by himself today and yeah. seemed like everything, even, even when Linda was singing and when the preacher was preaching, he just really enjoyed it. I don't even know the fellow. Didn't even know his name, but I could tell he felt the same thing that I was feeling in my heart. And I'm glad that it, it's a lighthouse to all who seek it, you know. And so you just listen to the words. It's uh, been a long time since we sang it.
second verse says a lot of people says tear the lighthouse down there's no need for it anymore but I'm glad that God is still shining his light out to a lost and dying world I'm glad I had that opportunity I'm glad John took that opportunity somebody here tonight may need to take that opportunity but if you've already been saved, as I sing the second verse, think back uh, to when you accepted that and, and reached out for that light. Best day of my life, Roy. Everybody that lives around me, they say, tear this lighthouse down the big ships don't sell this way anymore there's no use in it standing round but then my mind goes back to that stormy night when just in time I saw singing that song and I don't know if I'll be able to sing it it doesn't matter but all I can do is say the words this comes right from my heart yeah. you've been my light 
for some more. You were right when I was wrong. I can't repay all the love you've given me. You've been my friend when no one cared. I was alone, but you were there. testimony on your heart let's just keep praying voice of good service God's blessings good spirit and uh, I like to see somebody get saved tonight and uh, nothing nothing beats that somebody getting saved that's just that's best it gets and I appreciate God's spirit so let's keep praying I'm gonna turn over to Jordan You really pray. I've got a few thoughts on my mind and um, a couple of verses that the Lord has given me to 
preach on tonight, and I really, I really just want to give them the way the Lord gave them to me, and uh, that's my heart's desire always, and um, if I could just give a, a portion of what God's given to me back, uh, that'd be awesome. Um, God's given me so much in my life, and I think about it daily, and I think, Lord, you've been so, so much better to me than I've ever been to you, and uh, I don't understand it. I really don't. Um, but I'm so glad that he loves me enough he doesn't care. <laughs> and uh, you pray, I want to read out of Hebrews, and uh, this is in chapter 2. Um, I'd like to start, and uh, let's, let's start over in, oh, let's start in verse 11. I'd love to read that whole chapter. I, I enjoy it so much, but I won't put you through that. Um, but you really pray in chapter 2, verse 11 of Hebrews, it says, for both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. I'm so glad that he's not ashamed of me. <laughs> you know, if you think about that, there's probably a lot of folks, they'd probably look at me and be like, man, I'd be ashamed to run around that guy. But I'm so glad God has not viewed me that way ever since the day he saved me. And uh, I'm so thankful for it. And it goes on, it says, uh, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he the same that through death, he, <laughs> hold on, I got to get this water out of my eyes. <laughs> Himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had power of death, that is the devil. I want you to listen to this. It says, And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I'd say we've all been there. And uh, I'm glad for this next bit. It goes, For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but took he... On him the seed of Abraham, wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest, and things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Praise God for that. It goes on, it says, For in that he himself have suffered being tempted, he is able to secure them that are tempted. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in that chapter. If, if you want to, go home and read that whole thing. Just read the whole book of Hebrews. It's real good. But I tell you what, I'm so glad that when I was just an eight-year-old boy sitting back there, a little boy in bondage, had no hope. I tell you what, the fear of death was real that night, Ryan. But I'm so glad that the reality of salvation was so much greater. That uh, when the Lord came by my way, He didn't see somebody that was worthless. He wasn't ashamed of me, but He said, that one's mine. He said, come with me. Yeah. And buddy, when I reached up, He reached down. And He didn't come down to where I was. He took me up to where He was. And uh, I'm so glad the salvation of my God is not limited. It does not have a, a point of, uh, of that it's structured to, but it's whole over. It's everything. It's 120%. I tell you, God is so good. I want to read this real quick. This is in Peter. It says, Blessed be God, the God of Father, uh, the blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy 
which I found that to be true. It goes, has begotten us again unto a lively hope. We're not worshiping somebody who's sitting in a grave with bones sitting in them. I'm I'm worshiping a living hope. My God rose from the dead. Buddy, when he got down on that third and appointed day, he jumped out of there. And uh, he jumped out of there to prove a point that he wasn't like the other gods. He wasn't like the others that people were worshiping. He was different. He was superior to them. He was better than they were. And uh, you know what? He wasn't sitting there saying, look at me, look at me. He was saying, look what I'm going to do for you. I love that. You know, and uh, you read over, and I believe it's James, it talks about how God is love. And uh, buddy, I've found that to be true, folks. Church, just listen to me. I, I tell you, there's been times where I've gotten low and I've thought, Lord, I'm so tired, Lord. I'm so dry. And he'd come through with a breath of living water. And uh, I tell you what, when you drink on that, you can get excited. Yeah. Kenny, there's been good times in my life. And uh, there's been bad, but all through it, God's been merciful. And uh, when you go on, it says, uh, this is a little further down, it says, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away. You know, I was thinking about Charlie's funeral, and uh, it took me back to my own grandpa's, and I thought, buddy, I'm so glad that though that body failed him, my Lord did not. And uh, I'm glad that Charlie, Charlie could say that. Buddy, I'm glad John can say that. He's been a blessing to me. I'm glad that all the faces that I see that are lighting up with that Holy Ghost, they can say that. And if I could just say, thank you, Lord, that I can say that. You know, God's been good to me all my life. Why, I do not know. But the greatest moment of my life was when I got saved. Uh, When God came down and He said, Jordan, I want to pick you out of this litter. And I want to take you to a place you've never been. I mean, how special that is. I was living in a shack. You know, and Zechariah talks about how the Word came down and it destroyed that structure. There was nothing left of it. That's how I felt when the Lord came by my way. But thank God He didn't leave me in the rubbles. He took me to a mansion. A place I didn't know was being built for me. A place that was set aside just for me. I was thinking about somebody, I can't remember who it was. I believe it was probably Waylon on Sunday. He said, I don't think heaven's got a little place for me. But he said, I think heaven's for me. I'm so glad God didn't have to have a little piece for me. But He gave me the whole thing. You know, you think about that, folks. God loved us enough to send His only begotten Son to give us everything He had. That's unbelievable. I couldn't imagine if somebody said, Jordan, I want you to sacrifice your son so that somebody else who's unworthy can have everything you have. I couldn't do it. But praise God, I know somebody that could. Praise God, I know a man that was willing that said, you know what? I've got love for these people. These are my people. I want them. I claim them. I'm going to do it for them. And uh, you know, it's our job as people of this world to have a a career, have these things. We can pay our bills so we can survive. But I tell you what, more important than that, it ought to be to come to the church house and get saved and see our people saved. And uh, you know, I was thinking about my own folks. And I thought, Lord... If we could just get them in the church house. If they could just hear the gospel. And uh, you know, I know a lot of you got the same burdens I do. 
And uh, I'm so glad that our God does not have a hand that's shortened, but He can reach all people. Taylor, get us a song. I feel like giving an invitation. But uh, I don't know who needs what this evening. I don't know your hearts. But I, I reckon somebody's got to make a move. And uh, I reckon that there's probably somebody that needs to get saved and there's probably some people that just need to move up. And, uh, you know, I love to say this. That altar is not for one thing. That altar is a multi-tool. It can do anything. If you're out of church, it'll help you get back in. If you're just dragging a little bit, it'll help you get fired back up. And if you're lost, it'll save your life for eternity. But it comes through the cross. You've got to be humble and you've got to be willing to say, God, I don't understand, but I'm taking my problems to you. Buddy, I, I don't understand much. But I do understand that if you have faith and you rely a little bit on the Lord, He'll make a whole lot of things possible. And uh, I, you go ahead and sing when you're ready, but I know that uh, most people, when you look at me, you probably think, well, you know, Jordan, he's, a, he's an all right fella. You know, the, it ain't being an all right fella that got me saved. It's not mom and daddy coming to church. It wasn't, you know, all the good things that were going on in my life that got me saved. It was the fact that God and me had a talk one day. And I made a point in my life where I said, you know what, Lord? If I don't have you, I'm a daughter. And when I made that commitment, God took care of the rest. You see, we like to think that there's a lot we've got to do. We like to think that there's this whole dialogue that has to happen. It's not that way at all. You see, God from the foundation of the earth made salvation an accessible point for you. All the preparations are made. Therefore, all the preparations after are made. All you've got to do is, if I could say it this way, is come and get your ticket. Come and claim what's yours. God's got it set aside for you. you just got to step out and claim it. And uh, I tell you folks, if, if you're sitting there and you're running late to the airport, you better get on the bus that's headed there fast. You know, we've got very few days in this world. Bible says it's like a vapor. Talks about it being like smoke. I've realized more and more that this life we live is very, very fragile. That every day could be our last. And you say, preacher, are you trying to scare me? No, I'm just telling you the facts. The facts are the young are dying, the older are dying, and those in between are dying. But the one thing that's consistent is that God has made an opportunity for each and every person, man or woman, man or child, adult or child, to get saved. And He's made that for you and me and everyone else. So if God's given you an opportunity, I pray that you'd come and claim it while you're able. Because you never know when your last time is going to fade. When the dying hours come, and you know what? The Lord's already passed by. That would be my greatest fear if I was lost. My greatest fear would be that I'd be laying on my deathbed one day trying to get saved when God gave me so many opportunities. You know, I think about folks that say, I'll get it later. What a foolish comment. I'll get it when I'm older. I'll get it, you know, this time after I've done this and this. What an ignorant comment. You know, you think about what the Bible says. You know, I look at that rich young ruler. He had the opportunity. 
to go with Christ. You think about that. He had the opportunity to walk with Him daily. And what did He do? He stuck to His riches. He stuck to all the things He had. He stuck to what He knew. Buddy, if you want to get to where God's at, you got to leave what you know and believe in what He's done. I, that was the hardest part for me when I was called to preach, when I got saved, and all the times in between. I love what my dad said. He said, I can make any, but I can make this body do whatever I want. It's just up here. That's a fact for me. It's not that I have trouble getting to the church house. It's that I have trouble getting this brain to shut off so God can move and work through me. Folks, sometimes we're our greatest enemy. Let's be honest. But if God's given you an opportunity tonight, I pray that you'd step out by faith and say, you know what, be like me. I didn't know everything. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to do. But at one point I said, God, I trust you. And bam, like that, he saved me in a blink of an eye. And when I wasn't sure about preaching, I said, Lord, I trust you. And he said, bam, I've got you. I'll show you how to preach. I'll use you as a mouthpiece. Buddy, I think about how many people in our church house have got jobs and uh, how many of you do good jobs. You know, you think about our singers, our pastor, our deacons, our, our trustees, every person, you know, from our, our little kids, quiet or adult, everyone's got a function. Everyone's got a place. Just like in God's kingdom, you've got a place. And don't let anybody tell you that you don't. Don't let anybody tell you that your place doesn't matter because I'll tell you, your place is just important as anybody else's. I, I'll be honest with you. There's people I can't touch. I'll never meet in my lifetime. But you will. You will meet them. You will talk to them. You will come face to face with them. And I hope God gives you an opportunity to tell them what He did for you. Because I've found in my life, I don't go to work to make money. I go to work. So when people ask me, why don't you drink? Why don't you do this? I can say, let me tell you about why I'm a missionary Baptist church. The place I got saved. The place that helped me find my way to an eternal heaven. Buddy, that's what going to work's about. When I go to the ball game and people see a difference in me and they don't see me acting like the rest of them and I get to tell them about where I came from, what I got. That's what it's about. Don't waste your time down here on the things that don't matter. But put all your effort into the one thing that does, and that's salvation in Jesus Christ. I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate the preaching and the invitation. God's give us good singing tonight, good preaching, good invitation, good spirit. I'm going to ask for at least one more verse of song. Oh, y'all got one. Good. I appreciate that. Now, let me say this before they sing. Somebody's needing to do something. Well, that's, that's a pretty broad statement. Well, I can't see anybody's mind or heart to read it or know it for sure. I, I have an inclination in my own heart. I've got a burden. I believe God's calling and speaking. If God's calling and speaking to you, it's up to you to move. If you're here in Lost and you just feel just a tiny touch of God inviting you to the altar, you need to come. Obey the Lord. If you're here tonight, and that scripture that I started out with, uh, seeing we're compassionate about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. 
run with patience the race which you set forth. I've come to the altar before to help me do that. Uh, that doesn't mean that's easy, but we can do it. Whatever God said for us to do, we can do. If you're needing to do something for the Lord and you're struggling with it, you need to come to the altar, come. There's no, no shame in coming to the altar. Whatever you need to do tonight to get saved, to repent, to rededicate your life, to just move up a little closer or whatever else that it might be. If God's laid something on your heart tonight, even if I haven't named it, you can still do it if God's calling you while they sing. Please come. Please come. If you need to come, it's your move. Obey the Lord. Whatever it is, do it. Yeah. Amen. Somebody needs to do something. Please do that. If you're the somebody, do what it is God's wanting you to do. Obey the Lord. Come on. Come on. Don't be bashful and shy about it. Just with God's help, step out and come on. Come on. When God speaks to you, then it's your move. He picks me up, wipes off my sin, and puts me on my feet again. Yes, He loves me as small as I am. Well, I'm nobody special, and I'm no ruler or king. Listen to You happy tonight? You can be. Inside me. You can be happy. My In spite of the devil, you can be happy. Me, and he loves me as small as I am. Sometimes it's hard to walk in his footsteps. But when I stumble, He understands. He picks me up, wipes off my sin, and puts me on my feet again. Amen. Yes, He loves me as small as I am. good song. Thank the Lord for good preaching. Glad to be here. Anybody else got anything on your heart before we come to closing our worship? Yeah.
enough. That's right. That's good, John. I love this church. Amen. God's good to us every day. Amen. Boy, thank the Lord. That's great testimony. We thank the Lord for Brother Johnny for what he shared with us. Thank the Lord. Someone else. Yeah, me too. Amen. Thank the Lord for that testimony. Someone else. Anyone? Good to be here tonight. Let me remind everybody uh, to pray for uh, the weekend revival. It's going to be at Lighthouse Missionary Baptist Church starting Friday night. Uh, Trey's scheduled to preach Friday night. I'm scheduled to preach Saturday night. Brother Russ scheduled to preach Sunday morning. I'm scheduled to preach Sunday night. And so, uh, Friday night and Saturday night starts at 7 o'clock. Their morning worship starts at the same time ours, 11 o'clock. Their Sunday night worship starts at the same time as ours at 6 o'clock. So really pray for those services. And uh, if you can, why well, come be part of them. If you can't, why well, just really pray. <clears throat> then the next week on Thursday night, I'm starting revival, God willing, up at Victory Missionary Baptist Church. That's up kind of close to Toledo. Uh, Joe Crow's pastor up there and so uh, that's like I say that's starting on Thursday night and I'll give you I'll announce that again later I won't give you too much more information but just keep praying we'll uh, we'll mention it again on the weekend God permitting okay anything else do what Friday from 5 to 8 let me uh, look on my phone to make sure and uh, look it up here. Okay. All right. Brother Donnie sent me a text. Uh, viewing is Friday from 5 to 8, and uh, the uh, funeral will be Saturday at 11 o'clock, and uh, that's at Bailiff's in Spencerville. And so uh, really remember that and pray, pray, pray for them and uh, pray for that family. That's, we all know that's hard. And uh, so please pray. And if you can stop by and uh, visit and express your love, I certainly do that. Anything else? All right. Now it's time to come to a close. Thank everybody for being here. Got a nice crowd, had a great service. Pray for the weekend. There's some folks I'm really, really anxious to see get saved. Okay. If nothing else, I'm going to look to the Lord. I'm going to ask Eric to pray dismissal.